Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Colby Cast, your place for community and conversation about pop culture and storytelling. Stranger Things Season 4 was broken up into two parts, named Volume 1 and Volume 2. So I figured, hey, why not do the same thing with our conversation about the series? So welcome to Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 2, Part 2. Let's get back to the conversation with Ross the Bard, Simbat the Barbarian, and Dan the Paladin. Enjoy! Maybe tomorrow we can play D&D, or something fun, like we used to. Dan, would you like to share another one of your highlights? Or a thought? Uh, I have no thoughts. No, I mean... I, I, I don't know. I, I, do. I feel like the the main stuff that I really thought was the most important uh, were the things I talked about. But I, I still feel like, and maybe this is something you want me to talk about later, so just kind of give me a, if you want me to, to <laughs> save it for later. But I feel like if there is a flaw with this season, it's that they didn't release it like Disney does with The Mandalorian. Like, I oh, feel like as powerful as this is, Imagine it's stretching out for the entire summer. The entire yeah. summer we're talking about Stranger Things and the anticipation of that would just be mind-blowing. But now after an hour and a half, we're moving on to the, the oh, only Murs in the building is out. Oh, oh, it looks like, you know, you know, Andor's coming out pretty soon. I mean, to mm-hmm. me, that that stinks. This is a show that is so powerful and so well done. I really feel like we're it's a disservice because are we going to be able to, when it's all out, just watch one a week? No, because we've got it and it's so good, yeah. right? Yeah. To have that kind of self-discipline and, and still be able to be active on social media and remain spoiler free in our culture. Almost impossible. No way. Yeah. You almost have impossible. to watch it. No way. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I feel like that, if I had a beef in this, I guess I'm already saying it now, it's like it's a little late, but I feel like that is the biggest fault and that has nothing to do with the people who made, created, produced, and acted in it. That's that's yeah, that's that's a high up thing. That's a very interesting subject that you bring up, and it is something that I had thought about having a conversation because it's a very interesting conversation. Uh, all of us, I, I I know where Ross stands on the weekly versus the binge um, conversation, but I don't really know where you stand on it, uh, Sim. So. Uh, let's talk about that. Ross, am I um, right in assuming that you would vote for a weekly release for Stranger Things rather than the binge? Yeah, I absolutely would. My older brother okay. would yell at me for that because uh-huh. he wants he waits until like all four seasons are out and then uh-huh. watches the entire thing. Oh, where wow. I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah. Jerry, Jerry, you're crazy. What are you doing? <laughs> like where I'm just like, no, let me space it out. Let me digest this. Let me break it down. But I mean, I, I don't know if I don't know if Star Wars and, and being original trilogy there is what led to that, because I do want that time and space Agreed. to break everything down. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to binge, I'm going to binge. So and Stranger right. Things will make you do that. Sim, I'm very undecided. So that doesn't give you any clearance. I like I agree. It would be awesome to be able to like stretch this out and talk about it weekly but as soon as it came out i'm like just all of it just absorb just i just want to be in stranger things just absorb it put me in the upside down let me watch this like an immersive experience i don't care give me all of it for 20 hours uh but it makes it difficult because when volume two came out there was so much going on that weekend for me and i just had to find time to watch it because i know it's going to get ruined if i don't so like 
it's it's both i don't know it's both it's good and bad like i want it all and then at the same time i want to have time to digest it so i don't have an answer for you (laughs) i don't don't feel bad because i i actually agree with you because i am a week by week guy love the week by week stuff that disney plus is doing and i love how other streaming networks are are now starting to jump on that in a certain way i know amazon sort of does maybe like certain episodes at a time i don't know if it's two or three at a time so on and so forth but when i was watching stranger things i could not hit next episode fast enough after an episode ended i i couldn't and there were certain times right you have a life you have work you have family you have obligations that you have to say okay this is it i'm going to move on and we'll watch the next one whenever but in those moments where i could watch a back-to-back episode i could not hit that button fast enough and i am a week-by-week guy so i guess i'm happy that it's it's bingeable but dan you bring up a brilliant point we could be sitting here talking about this for two months Mm -hmm. and we could i do feel like a lot was lost along the way because especially with the lengths of the episodes we're talking about hour-long episodes almost every single time and there's no way you're going to remember what happened in episode in in minute 25 Mm -hmm. of the first episode when you're finishing the second hour there's just no way but what if there's something important and you're going to catch it on the rewatch if you rewatch these things so yeah it's it's got its pros and cons most definitely or what if the last two episodes were like five episodes or four episodes and they edited out even more i mean you could really i don't know i just feel like it's it's such a delicious bounty that i don't want to just stuff myself you know i just i just want to savor it but that's just i don't know see i'm the kind of person who eats until the meal is over yeah i eat until the meal is over until i hate myself not when i'm full so i'm just (laughs) give me more stuff stuff my face if it's in front of me i want it your your throne of egos as you watch (laughs) 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 or what if what if they did a week by week release and kept that episode nine intact as a two and a half hour movie That'd and released cool. it and in the theater. Theaters. That'd be great. And then you did it oh, in the awesome. theater. Well, you one could even benefit, do something. Netflix wouldn't be happy. Netflix wouldn't be happy, but that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. One benefit to this approach, because I mean, you see in the weekly releases how things can get nitpicked, and people are like, "Oh, I didn't like this one part." Yeah, this true. That doesn't happen as much here because you're moving on to the true. next part. So you're hitting tentpole event sure. after tentpole event, you know. So if there were something that were a little bit lesser, if there were the Game of Thrones Starbucks cup, it's not going to be in the news cycle as much because you're moving because the whole story is advancing. Yeah. So yeah. That's a benefit from the programming side of things, and I don't know if that goes into Netflix decision making. It's kind of. Hey, we're known for binge watching, so that's what we're gonna do. I'm just still yeah. bitter that they put it out the same weekend that Kenobi started because <laughs> that, that was just like really. Yeah, that's. Do you want? Do you, are you gonna do this to me and force me to cast you aside to begin with? Because that's what had to happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. All while celebration was going on, Kenobi right. celebration and Stranger Things, but the the uh, pri- my priorities were very very. Um, uh, easy to to determine in that weekend. So and I just want to throw uh, out that Corey literally during celebration wanted to go to Disney Springs and watch Top Gun. So that's where his head was at. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, another one that did fine for itself too. Yeah. Um, so we are stretching on a little bit long and I really appreciate all of your guys' time. So uh, I, I, there's so much more that can be said, but before we get to a sort of a fun part that will be quick, um, final thoughts. So anything that you may not have been able to get to that you wanted to get to uh, before we shut this thing down, um, let's, let's share that at this point. So Dan, you want to take a swing at this? I love what they did with Hopper. I've always loved, and I like that you point out coffee and contemplation uh, mm-hmm. from the last episode, but he is just, he's great. He's great. And I like that this overwhelming humility. I mean, basically you have to be the way he is or you're broken forever because of the things yeah. that he has gone through, but he, yeah. he's stronger. Even though he does, he won't say that he's stronger. He just is. He's able to find sort of a place of being centered that is fascinating. And, and the heroism and the bravery he shows is great. I mean, yes, Eddie is maybe the breakout character, but I, I think Murray is pretty spectacular. Yeah, he's Murray's pretty fantastic. He wasn't, he was not really played up as a joke, even though you could have done that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, that, that realization through the first part of the season that he was actually pretty good at karate. Uh, him <laughs> deliciously savoring torch and all these these creatures from the upside down. Uh, he's constantly cool under pressure. I love that so much. And then also Eleven, I think she almost like becomes like a secondary aspect of things because I don't hear as many people talking about her, and maybe they are, but she's so integral to this. I mean, obviously she's you could say she's the main character in in many ways. Although I think they do a great job of making all of them the main characters. But it's true her internal struggle and her journey and the psychological reality where she kind of freezes off part of herself. You know, it's not unlike Spider-Man two or other great stories that again, when the, the best parts of mythology to me, and I tell my students this all the time is when you take elements that are based in reality, that are grounded in reality, you know, you're not always going to fight a dragon or have to save Lois Lane falling out of a helicopter, but you are going to have doubts uh, and questioning the power of your own strength. And am I shining too brightly? Is that threatening other people? Um, if I do this and I continue to stand out, is this going to come back to haunt me or to hurt me? Uh, and then overcoming that fear. I mean, we are our own greatest critics. And to be able to overcome that and be who you were meant to be and to be stronger than you ever dreamed possible and to own it consistently is something that she is learning at a very young age. And I just mm-hmm. find that tremendously fascinating and inspiring and relatable the shining too bright part mm-hmm. dan zare cannot shine too bright <laughs> oh yeah yeah right <laughs> he cannot it's impossible it's impossible <laughs> well said and, and you started you got into territory that we're heading to um but I'm, I'm glad that you did because it goes back to the driving force of this show which are the characters and mm. It, it says something about it that it has this massive cast and we could sit here and we could probably do a 12 week episode recap of character by character by character well, I, and I fill think an hour would listen to it colby i think people yeah. will listen oh, to well. it my friend we are getting into the slow summer months so maybe <laughs> <laughs> ross how about you final thoughts before we get into a couple quick questions i like that everyone has basically discovered who they are fighting for Mm. Um, well said. Sometimes it overlaps. Sometimes it's that concentric circle. 
And while from the higher level, they're all fighting for each other, it seems like there are those, this is a pair, this is a pair, this is a trio. Um, And and again, that kind of, I think, goes back to, for me, Lord of the Rings. And it's Merry and Pippin. It's it's Frodo and Samwise. It's, you know, what groups are traveling together and how are we going to overcome this together? Um, but then the other part that I really loved is getting a surprise text from Tom Gross two weekends ago at like 10 o'clock at night on a Saturday saying, hey, I'm in the Indianapolis area. Do you want to get breakfast tomorrow morning? So <laughs> we did. And it was a super great surprise. But I was able to ask him, you know, being another D&D expert, like what stood out to you and the fact that he loves Vecna so much for mm. how true Vecna is to D&D. Like that meant a lot to me, not knowing as much about D&D um, right. and being able to see his excitement and feed off of that and his expertise with it. So for me, that's just like, okay, here is the ringing endorsement. Not that I needed to hear more, but it, it really solidifies what I think of that. And then just that full backstory that we got of Vecna is, you know, grotesquely gorgeous. Yep. Delicious. Agreed. Well said. Well said. Yeah. And, and the details, and we've talked about it, but the details in this show, it speaks to the, the D and D experts are fans too. And that, that says a lot. That says a lot about the Duffer brothers and everybody involved. Sim, how about you? Uh, I wanted to talk about 11 and that scene with Brenner where Brenner is dying and, mm-hmm. uh, Eleven, you know, has the the choke collar off, kind of like finally removing the shackles, and Brenner's asking for her acceptance of his apology, quote unquote. Uh, oh. I thought it was just so well done that he still in his head thinks he's this pure, well-intended person while he's been manipulating her the whole time. And she finally is just over it and does not accept the apology and just knows who she you know, knows. She basically overcomes that past part of her where she knows she's not shackled by Brenner anymore and that he's done. And it just kind of zooms out and Brenner's in this like Christ-like pose when he's dying and it kind of flips upside down. And then mm-hmm. he's sort of in like an antichrist pose. It's kind of, it's, it's so well shot, um, but you can just kind of see where Brenner thinks he is um, in his own head and still playing the victim of how like I was doing what I thought was best for you when obviously he was, he was not. And, and uh, Eleven finally sees where she is and that she doesn't, that he's been manipulating him and that she doesn't need him anymore and kind of breaks free of the shackles. And now, now we'll see, you know, how much she's going to be more capable of without him kind of holding her back and now she's overcome her him and his past and, and i feel like so, that's, i'm glad you brought that up because if she does give him absolution i feel like she's going to have that on her for the rest of her life right the yeah. fact that she was able to be like no dude you're horrible i'm not giving yeah. you that that gives her so much power yeah. mm-hmm. and it's so non-traditional great yeah. point so I'm going to announce officially right now that uh, Simbot is going to be starting a um, scene-by-scene breakdown podcast right. of some other things. He doesn't know this, but I'm going to make him do it So because he has a lot of time on his hands. He's not a busy guy. 
No, not at all. It's <laughs> the orgasm light started to flicker. Yeah, it's the, it's oh, this that's a good meter. Simbot things podcast. <laughs> yeah, there Simbot you go. things. <laughs> Simbot the the barbarian in the, in podcast. The Simbat cave. In the Simbat cave. Oh, that's right. Last thought: Is Henry Creel redeemable? I've been thinking about that a lot. Is he okay, redeemable? I, I, so. I am of the it's opinion. I'm of the opinion that anyone is redeemable, but I don't think he's redeemable. <laughs> With that kind of skin condition and in the being a uh, <laughs> and a sociopath, no, no, he's he's like the devil incarnate. Yeah, I think he's pure evil too. Just curious. Yeah, I mean his whole his whole line of logic is this world, not this town, not this person, but this world is lesser. And he's going to make a better version of it. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how they do that. How, yeah, I don't know it's, how. It's Thanos. Yeah, you know, I'm like, glad well, you brought I'm that up. I'm doing this for Thanos, everyone else. Thanos has at least. You could argue that Thanos goes through the hero's journey in the Infinity War. Yeah, um, he's not. He's cold blooded, but it's 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 different. It's a different kind of evil. Yeah, he's he's doing it for a purpose in his mind. It's yeah. not torturing like. Vecna tortures, and and I guess that's what that's what Brenner said. He consumes mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. about the person. Where you know, again, Thanos does just do it, and it's indiscriminate. Like, hey, it's fifty percent gone. Vecna wants you and collects you. So, and can you I, I will rescind my statement. Sitting, no, no, I think that's <laughs> I'm glad you brought up because you can you. I can't picture that Vecna sitting around a campfire being like. You know, showing some sort of a degree of remorse, whereas with Thanos, there's like there's a little bit of exhaustion and reflection. Vecna is not going to reflect. Yep. I feel like Thanos at times exhibited some regret for having to do what he had to do, mm-hmm. but that wasn't enough to get him to stop. Mm-hmm. But I think that the commonality between the two, and I'm so glad you brought up Thanos because so good, yeah. I. I, I hate Thanos with a passion, <laughs> oh, and Sim can attest to this. I mean, I don't hate the character. I I, I, I hate what he did. I hate what he does. Yeah. He takes life. He took loved ones. I hate it. And and Vecna reached Thanos level hatred for me. I watched that character sadistically torture Max, sadistically torture right. Eleven, cold bloodedly kill innocent people in a grotesque and terrible way. And I just looked at, and I just kept on saying, Nancy, shoot him in the head. Why are you shooting him in the chest? You need to shoot him in the head because as soon as I saw him go out that window, I'm like, Hey, he's gone. He's gone. And now, yeah. and now I have to keep hating him because see, I told you I'm passionate about this. Stuff. I don't, <laughs> cause we've seen like 80s that. horror movies and we know we do. Yeah. We learned that in the end of Halloween one. Take it away. <laughs> How many times has Freddy Krueger I mean, come back? I, mean, idea, come I actually never seen a Freddy Krueger movie. I saw about 20 minutes <laughs> of the second one, and I thought, what is this nonsense? But everyone told me the second one's the worst one. So maybe well, And props to the Mike Myers mask for getting back into this yes. season. One, so. of, one of the, uh, the first things Colby texted me after I asked him, I'm like, let me know when you're done watching volume two. He goes, seen it. I'm not okay. And then I elaborated, and then he goes, my hatred for Vecna is now Thanos level. 
That's serious. It's a, it's true. True story. True story. Um, so I just wanted to ask you guys real quick before I let you go. You sort of started to talk about it, Dan, but I, I think you can uh, you can elaborate more. I would like to know of the new characters that we got to see in this in this season. So Vecna, Eddie, Argyle, Dimitri, and Yuri. Um, and I'm sorry if I've forgotten some because there are so many. Not the I'm not counting the ones that died 15 minutes in the first episode. Um, who were your guys' favorites? Who did you like? Whose scenes did you enjoy uh, of those new characters? Dan. Yeah. I mean, even though Murray's not a new character, I feel like we saw a new side of him. So I could definitely kind of talk about that a little bit, but I won't. I mean, it's sure. definitely Eddie. It's definitely Eddie. I mean, okay. uh, the try. I, the, my only regret with Eddie is that I saw that the last two episodes dropped and I clicked this 20 second video and it was him playing guitar, playing mass pro. So I was like, dude, that's awesome. And I was like, <laughs> oh man. That's probably gonna be awesome when I actually watch the episode. So I, I'm never doing that again, ever. I would. How many times have I said that? No, I, you I know like, better. I, I do, but apparently I don't. No, I, I, lo- I love him because he truly is so reminiscent of people that I hung out with in, in high school that I really wanted to be like. Uh, just as far as like the long hair, the swagger, uh, kind of the darkness to him, but you don't really know what's going on. And then once you get to know them, you realize that there's like a person there beyond like sort of the the facade uh yeah. his evolution to i'm going to do something that means something and and very much even realizing that no one will ever know about it uh was including dustin but i mean dustin knew yeah. about it but he just didn't see what happened you know and and eddie could be like dude why are you back here i'm about to die what are you doing back here but that yeah. i think that was important too because it showed him I left an impact. This kid loves me. He's he's yeah. and, it, and I'm sure you've all heard that that the actor who plays Eddie, I can't think of his name now. He improvised the "I love you" in that yeah. scene, which is was wonderful. That's so I, I I really Joe like Quinn? Joe Quinn. Joe Quinn. Yes, yeah. that's exactly right. Yes, thank you. So I I I loved him, and I, I'm super bummed that he's not going to be around anymore. Because, but then again. That makes when he's on screen that much more powerful. I, I do think yep. when a character dies, they need to stay dead because I think there's an emotional uh, gravity there that that transcends and it teaches us so much. So even though that yeah. is, to borrow Sims term, a low-hanging fruit, I, that's what I'm going to eat every time. Yeah. Eddie Munson prequel series. I mean, he he went through twelfth grade like four years in a row. Right? I, don't, so I don't think that would be any good. It's called Freaks and Geeks. Just watch the show. It's Freaks called Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. No, so so you, then when we talked about you talked about Tom and the the D and D thing, that first episode where they they play the the natural twenty and and the fever and the frenzy and the emotion of that juxtaposed to the basketball game and all that stuff that was great. But I feel like that really did capture better than I've ever seen on TV or anything streaming the spirit of what a Dungeons and Dragons game can actually do for you. So I thought that was nice. really cool. That's very cool. That's a very good detail. Ross, how about you? Favorite new character? Yeah, I mean, Eddie, hands Got down. It. Like that's, you know, we don't know yet. We know the story in terms of, you know, who controls history and it's the people that remain. Yeah. So if everything comes out on the other side, can can I imagine a statue of him playing the guitar somewhere mm. showing up in Hawkins? That'd be cool. Maybe if, if, if Dustin gets his way and, so. and is able to tell the story. So there may be that moment of 
recognition of, hey, you earned this. Hey, everyone, here's actually what went down kind of thing, um, which is just, I mean, it's all fantastic. Uh, I, I really like Dimitri as well, yeah. you know, in his banter with uh, with Hopper. But, you know, as much as I love to go off the mainstream and, and go to secondary characters and stuff, Eddie just took it. And I can't argue with that because like Sim talked about watching it 17 times, I can watch <laughs> that guitar solo at any point and just be like, yes, let's <laughs> turn this up a couple more notches. Yeah. Well, I think I know your answer, Sim, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Go ahead. Uh, it was Argyle. I'm going to get Eddie Munson shirt. It's Eddie. It's Eddie. It's always yeah. Eddie. Eddie was the best. He's my favorite. Okay, well, I did, I will add Yuri, I thought was annoying in the volume one, but I thought he was hilarious in volume two, especially when he was talking about Kantinka and his, his <laughs> girl. I, I actually thought he was hilarious in volume two. So, but it's Eddie. It's for sure Eddie. All right, so I'm going to borrow a page out of Luke's book and be contrarian and not say Eddie. <laughs> and and the <laughs> the reason that I'm choosing the character that I'm cho- choosing is because that this show desperately needed what he brought, and that was laughter. And that's why I'm choosing Argyle, because that guy made me cackle. Like, I just laughed so hard whenever – I mean, when when they're in the middle of the desert and they're looking for the Nina project and he keeps on talking <laughs> about, oh, is there a small woman behind a tree? I just – I laughed every time he was on the screen. And I needed that because there's a lot in this season that is sad and heavy and difficult to get through. And I think he brought that levity that we needed as well as Yuri. Yuri made me laugh a lot too. I, I, after the second or third time I saw him, I started saying like, this guy's growing on me sort of like Murray grew on me in, in season two, season two in the beginning, Murray is sort of in your face and not, you know, not really likable at the beginning, but by the end of the season, you're just in love with the guy. Right. So Yuri has those same qualities. Um, but yeah, for me, Argyle plus, you know, He's a Southern California boy. He, you know, he likes he likes pineapple on pizza. I'm a pineapple on pizza. You got it. What does he say? Um, try, try before you deny. deny. Yeah, try before, try you, before deny. you deny. And Eleven is on board with that. So pineapple on pizza. It's a ruling. Is a is a thing, and it's a good thing. So, um, yeah, I like I like me the Argyle. He's he's very funny. <laughs> he's just so dumb. Um, I wanted to ask you guys also about uh, your favorite all-time character so not just a new character from this season but over the course of the four seasons um you know and talk as much as you like about the person or not who is who's your favorite character through the course of the four stranger things seasons dan oh gosh i mean we haven't really talked about him at all but i would say steve ah me too Uh, (laughs) love steve i mean i think what this series does repeatedly is introduces you to a character and, and I can't even, Oh my gosh. What's Max's brother's name? Billy, Billy, Billy. I, Billy, Billy. might also be one in one a to me. I love, I really like Billy too. Mm-hmm. Similar vein. Uh, Billy's absolutely way worse, but Steve, when you meet him, he's such, you can't stand him and you feel yeah. like, you know, people like that. And, and then not only does he grow on you, but every time he picks up some sort of, of, bat or 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 stick or and he's just like this dude is the he's like the knight he's the fighter he's the protector 
and his his vulnerability, his strength, his bravery, the fact that he falls on his face a lot, especially with women. He's kind of got a Peter <laughs> Parker vibe, but he's way more hip than yeah. Peter Parker ever dreamed he could be. And I just, I love him. And when I thought he was going to die, I was really like, the wind was knocked out of me. I hope he makes yeah, it me too. the series. Because yeah. I, th- I think he's terrific. I think he's terrific. I agree. Ross? Yeah, I'm going to go. I, I think I could go so many directions here. Um, but again, someone we, who we haven't talked much about is Nancy and how she started as, you know, she's just the sister. Yep. And like now she's in there with a sawing off a shotgun to go in the upside down and go after Vecna. Like it is, that's awesome. Like that's just cool to see. And it doesn't matter what character it, it is, but to have that arc and that growth and that just strength she brought to it. So even standing up to Jason in the gun store, mm-hmm. you know, where he's kind of flirting and this and that. And she's like, no, get away mm-hmm. and just stands up for herself. So, you know, whether it's that journalistic integrity and approach that she took to things to, to be the editor of the paper or stepping up to the levels that she's doing, it's great to see that character. And, you know, just from how we all became friends in the first place, you see so much Leia in her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Nancy's arc has been, has been tremendous. And I like what she brings to the show with that, with that journalistic uh, angle, especially that season two stuff uh, with Jonathan was very good. Sim, you grimaced. You literally well, I, grimaced. I, just want to, I mean, I don't know why I grimaced, but I just want to talk about Steve too. But uh, <laughs> So I'll just piggyback on Dan on Steve, but I'll add in Dustin for me. I think those are guys are go hand in hand for me. Uh, so I, I, I think Dustin to me is the heart of the show. I know they've, they've pointed out other characters, but Dustin to me is the heart of the show. So I, I love Dustin. Um, it's, a, it's a testament to how well these characters are written that we – haven't even mentioned Lucas. We haven't mentioned Joyce. We haven't mentioned Erica. We've barely talked about Max. And I mean, oh yeah, that's a that's a handful of characters that we haven't mentioned that we could probably sit here and talk for another hour about those those characters. Or how about um, uh, oh Joyce? Gosh, why am I blanking? On her? Joyce. Uh, I'm blanking on her name, and I'm so sorry. Um, Robin. 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 Oh, Robin's great. Robin yeah. is one of the best additions from season three. Yep. And it's it just keeps I don't know how they do it. They keep adding characters and they just keep getting better. Uh I mean we we Eleven, Mike, all of them. I mean, we could the Wheeler family. The Wheeler family here is so <laughs> aggravating. I I am, I am so excited for Simbat's new new podcast to come out it's gonna be yeah, epic. breaking down the, each of these the, one by one it's gonna be awesome well i think what ross is what so apt because dad. you could you could make how many stories do you know where you could legitimately legitimately make a case for nine or ten different characters as the best character uh, like yeah. you know even like at the heart it's the strength of the marvel or star wars stuff there's like four or five that are gonna come up you know yeah. but some are gonna be way more prevalent than others but with stranger things You've got nine or ten that no one would dispute. Yeah, I agree. Remarkable. I uh, I agree with you, Sim, because my choice for this question was going to be Dustin, and I just love how he is unabashedly himself. 
He, t- he just doesn't care about, he can be a total spaz at the drop of a dime and he doesn't care. Right. And he loves who he loves. He's unapologetic in his friendship. He has his wonderful story arc with Steve. He got another one with Eddie. Um, we talked about him a little bit, but he's always coming up with plans. He's putting, he always puts things together. Uh, he's, he's, he's so smart and nothing can ever beat his duet with, um, with his little girlfriend, Susie, but the never ending story, one of the highlights of pop culture television. Uh, but I could see, depending on season five, I could see him being dethroned in my, in my mind by Max, because I think Max was just, um, if Dustin is the heart of the show, which I agree with you, I think Max was the heart of this season. She was, she Max just really came into if Dustin Yeah, that's hard. a good, that's a good distinction. Yeah. And um, her, her finding a happy memory to hide in, I just thought was so brilliant, was so smart using the laws and the rules that they put together. But, you know, we're going to, we're going to crack two hours here if we start talking about details about I Max. would think about talking with the three of you. That would be my happy moment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You're safe. You're safe from Vecna. <laughs> Welcome to the upside down, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys. Uh, thanks all three of you. This has been tremendous. Um, it was a tremendous recap of a tremendous s- season for a tremendous show. Um, and just like I didn't want season four to end, I don't want this episode to end either, but here we are. So um, why don't you take a quick minute just to put your Twitters and Instagrams and your interweb stuff out there. Where can they reach out to you if they'd like to talk some stranger things, Dan? Sure. At Mr. Zer, M-R-Z-E-H-R or on my personal Instagram, Dan Zer, C-W-K. And then I uh, have a podcast called Coffee with Kenobi. You can find all over social media and uh, twice a week on, on your podcast catchers. Thank you. Thank you, Ross. Yeah, and relative to that uh, Coffee with Kenobi thing, Join the CWK Alliance. So definitely uh, some, right. some good people there. Look on Facebook. Uh, become part of the group. So we we have a lot of fun with Dan hosting uh, Monday night Facebook Lives and, you know, just exchanging whether it's memes, thoughts, support for one another, things like that. So, you know, we're all part of that big CWK Alliance family. So you can find me there, uh, but you can also find me at Ross Holobin on Twitter. Uh, or at Popstar Indie on Instagram. And those are the main spots where you're going to find me. Excellent. Thank you, sir. And Sim? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Muck and Grind the Nine. And you can find me on Instagram at Coach underscore Simba. Please reach out. Yes. I'll talk Stranger Things all day. <laughs> and uh and like ross said um yeah coffee with kenobi is is the tree that the colby cast branch has grown out of it's an amazing community and uh it is definitely fun and enriching and fulfilling to be a part of so if you're not already a part of it which i really appreciate so many of you that listen to this that are but if you're not go check it out facebook twitter this is a star wars community that has, knows no bounds it really doesn't so um well you guys know no bounds you guys are the best i really appreciate you guys coming on and, and talking about stranger things um and you know, even more, even more so thanks to everybody that is listening. And I really appreciate your support. Like, like I said, and I'd love to hear what you have uh, to say about stranger things. You guys know where to find the Colby cast. And if you don't, you can just l- listen to the outro of this episode. Cause it's going to be there. So as always, thank you all for your support and for listening. Take care. Bye.
You can find The Colby Cast on Twitter and Instagram at The Colby Cast. If you're wordy, like me, you can send an email to thecolbycast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to the show and leave a review on your favorite podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is not endorsed by anyone or anything for that matter. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Colby cast, unless otherwise indicated. That'll do, donkey. That'll do.